everyone, and welcome to The Standard Protocol. I'm your host, Matt Sutter. Thank you for tuning in. Also, thanks to the Killers for that intro there. We do pay for that music, so hopefully we don't get flagged on a copyright issue again because that has happened in the past, but we do pay for that, and we do give a shout out to the Killers there for great intro and outro music this week. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to episode number 15. 15 is going to be a big one today uh, because we are going to get into some very real topics. And um, first, I wanted to back up a little bit and talk about the email inbox, standardprotocolpodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate your emails uh, coming in on a weekly basis. Uh, We've gotten some great feedback from some of the listeners out there. Um, We also didn't uh, release an episode last week, and a few of you were a little miffed at that, so I apologize. Um, I did actually have one recorded and ready to go, but due to some things that came up, which I'll get into a little bit later, uh, we're going to hold off on releasing that particular episode. So this one is uh, New Week, New Topics, and uh, we will dive right into things. But again, thank you for your listenership and your support on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So with that, let's roll into the first topic. So for those of you that know me, you know I underwent some big changes in my life in the past week. Um, I separated from the agency that I had worked for for 15 years, and I won't say it was mutual, but I also won't say that I was sad to leave when I was told to, uh, just because we've talked about quietly firing over the past few weeks, and I think I have been. You know, years ago, I was quietly fired. Uh, My opinion, my presence, my expertise was no longer valued in the organization, and I think they were waiting for me to um, move on to bigger and better things. Um, and they help facilitate that. So um, I am no longer in the law enforcement profession, uh, at least for now, uh, but uh, I, I did want to uh, touch on that a little bit. Now, there's a legal process that's still playing out with regard to this, and so I can't get into too many details. I can't uh, really open up. Uh, I will do that at some point on an episode, but it's not going to be uh, until you know the, the wheels of justice turn and and things uh, get moving a little further down the tracks. So uh, what I will say is that um, I worked for an organization for 15 years that initially I was as loyal as anyone could possibly be to. Uh, I I was loyal to that organization. I believed in it. I believed in the mission. I believed in everything we were doing, and I believed in the leadership style Uh, that I was seeing at that time. Now, over the years, uh, different administrations came in, different leadership was put into place, different promotions happened. Um, And so uh, what happened is there was a culture that was created that was very much like the uh, upper echelon of, of the agency. And so um, what that means is that the, the, the top two in the agency uh, tend to live by tactics of fear and power and control. That's their leadership style, bullying, harassment, um, things that uh, if the general public knew about, they would be uh, disgusted by. Uh, and so that's they, they've made a lot of promotions to put a lot of like-minded people in higher positions in the organization. And that is really what's going on in that in that agency is is everybody is just running scared every day because you keep your head down so you don't say something or you don't do something that's going to create any waves. And um, most of you, I think, that know me and and have listened to the podcast, 
you know that typically I'm not that way. If I see a problem, I call it out, I come to the table with the solution and we try to solve it. And when it comes to problems like the systemic issues of the organization, the inherent bullying and harassment that goes on, the inherent sexism, the inherent racism, the things that have gone on for decades in the agency and have gone unchecked and unnoticed, I was not willing to go along with that and integrate that into my leadership style. So uh, what happened is I was, you know, as we've talked before about the quiet firing, I was quietly fired where, you know, nobody wanted to seek my opinion on things. Nobody wanted to uh, come to me for solutions to their problems because they knew that the that my solutions would be outside of the box. They would be um, <clears throat> abnormal, so to speak, as far as what the agency considers to be normal. Um, and so, uh, I just wasn't really willing to go along with some of the things I was seeing. And so I endured, uh, two to three years of, of, uh, disparate treatment, uh, harassment, bullying, all of these things. And, um, I decided that, uh, you know, it was, it was time to go. And when the, the, uh, agency came after me and tried to derail my career. Um, at the end of the day, the, the decision was made that, uh, you know, it was time for me to move on and time for me to go elsewhere. So, um, again, there is some, uh, there is some, some things that I can't get into as far as, uh, what all transpired because of the, the pending legal matters. But I will tell you that during my time in that, in that organization, I witnessed a lot of things that I wish I hadn't witnessed, and I wish I, I witnessed a lot of good careers get ruined because of the leadership style of the upper echelon and how they chose to make it about bullying, harassment, fear and intimidation, and demoting people that disagreed with them, um, you know, reassigning people at will just because, you know, if you say one thing that, that we don't agree with, uh, we've got power and control over you. And so tomorrow, um, you know, if you disagree with us today, tomorrow you're gone. You're moved somewhere else where we don't have to deal with you as much. Um, the lawsuits are stacking up, I can tell you, against that organization. Um, there's at least two now. A uh, third one is pending. Um, and so, you know, if this, uh, the incoming governor in my state wants to make any kind of headway, uh, one of the first things you're going to have to do is get rid of the top two of that organization because that's where the the fear and intimidation, the bullying, the racism, the homophobism, uh, all of that stuff is coming from the sexism. Um, it, it's it's no secret to anyone that that agency is still operating like it's 1960. And uh, that has to change. Something has to be. If the taxpayers knew all of the things that I've seen and witnessed over the years, they would be appalled. And if the taxpayers knew um, how some of their dollars are being wasted on, uh, you know, settlements and, um, you know, putting people on paid leave just because you you spoke up about a problem, um, you know, and, and all the time that people have been paid to, to stay at home. And I'm not talking about frontline workers. I'm talking about people that make good salaries that are paid by state tax dollars. When you're sitting at home for three, four months at a time, because you disagreed with somebody, uh, that is completely, uh, number one, it's irresponsible use of, of, 
of uh, state taxpayer dollars. It's also um, completely, uh, it's humiliating to the people that have to go through it and it tarnishes their careers. And a lot of us have had really good careers where we've done a lot of good things. We've made a lot of positive change. We've served the public with dignity and pride. And this is how we are repaid by our administration. So if anybody uh, from the incoming governor's campaign or, or staff or management is listening to this, you've got to make some changes there. And those changes are going to involve eliminating a lot of people that have worked their way into positions that they uh, were probably unqualified to be in, that they probably uh, are doing more damage on a daily basis than, than even what we know. Um, and and you, you talk about qualifications. People, When people are in over their head, they always revert back to what they know. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of this fear and intimidation, because if I can lead you by fear and intimidation instead of actually coaching and mentoring you and being a leadership figure, then that's what I'm going to do because I'm in over my head. I don't know how to coach and how to mentor and how to handle all of these various areas of the organization so that we can have a productive and healthy work environment. Um, if, if I'm not capable of doing that because I don't know and I'm in over my head, I'm going to revert back to what I know. And that's that fear and intimidation and those bullying tactics to get what you want. And so that's largely what's going on in the organization. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine brought up a good point the other day. Now that you're separated, there's no reason to keep quiet about it. It's uh, everybody should know this. Everybody should know it should be out in the open. Um, you know, FOIA requests or, you know, Freedom of Information Act requests should be done to uh, gain further insight into what's going on in this organization. But it's a very ill organization right now, and it needs very, uh, a very big overhaul at the top in order to get it pointed in the right direction again. And the other thing I'll tell you is that they're scrambling now that there is a new administration coming in at the end of the year here. Uh, or at the beginning of next year, they are scrambling to promote a lot of people because they want a lot of the same like-minded people at the top who will go along with their plan of let's not lead our people, let's 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 bully them into doing what they want done. Now, I will say turnover-wise, uh, staffing-wise, the, the agency's at the lowest point it's ever been. And that's, uh, you know, the numbers don't lie. When, when you have people coming in uh, who are initially excited about uh, becoming law enforcement officers and becoming, um, you know, public servants and going out and serving the public, and within two to three years, they are so deflated because of all the negativity and the toxic work culture then that they're that they're leaving and going doing other things and even getting out of the profession entirely that's not what we want i mean we all know that law enforcement has taken a hit over the last few years and it's hard to recruit good people into these roles but uh, i will say that we have recruited some darn good people that have become great officers uh, who have chose to move on and, and get out of the business entirely just because they cannot take the direction that this agency is going and how it's treating its people. So um, I hope I hope that's eye opening to some of you. If it's not, um, you know, you 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 really need to pay attention when you see those news stories and you see the things that are going on in the organization. You know, you look at social media how they're posting a lot of uh, 
community outreach stuff and they're posting a lot of, um, you know, pictures of animals and things like that. Well, you know, that's, that's great. Community outreach is great. And going out and, you know, rescuing a a bird on the side of the, an injured bird on the side of the road, that's great. But at the end of the day, what are we doing to go out there and enforce and make communities safer? And are we accomplishing that? And I would say largely the frontline workers are doing the best that they can with what they're given. But they're so short-staffed because of the mass exodus. They're so overworked. They're so downtrodden by um, leadership that is not appreciative of them as people, only appreciative of the numbers they generate and, you know, the cool social media posts and all of that stuff. They're not in tune with with what's going on out there every day and what the frontline officer deals with. And that is a big problem. And as far as the main leadership uh, in the organization, the, the top two positions, you can only get by so long on quoting the IACP standard canned answer stuff for so long before the workforce figures out that, okay, they're, they're, we're seeing behind the curtain now. And we talk a big game. That, you know, The administration comes in, they talk a big game. They talk about how we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to get back up to full strength staffing-wise. But here we are five years into this administration and things have only gotten worse. Uh, we've taken more people off the road than ever before. So that means, you know, calls for service aren't getting responded to as efficiently. We are creating a lot of soft, uh, specialized positions for our buddies instead of actually, uh, you know, getting the most qualified people into these roles. And it really has just gotten to be a toxic work culture where if you're in the in-group, you can do no wrong. But if you're outside that group, you are definitely a target. You have a target on your back every day when you go to work. And any mistake that you make, whether it's within your control or not, any mistake you make is going to result in significant consequences. And really, that's the boat that I found myself in. So um, big changes need to happen at uh, my old organization. Uh, I still believe in the people out there, the frontline workers, and I hope that this isn't... uh, taken as me, you know, slamming the agency as a whole, because there's a lot of good people. Uh, there's a, and, and they're doing great things every day. And don't get me wrong. There's, there's a lot of hardworking people out there going out with the best of intentions and, and playing by the rules, doing it right, getting it done. Uh, but there are a lot of problems at the top and you can only get by on that for so long before everything starts to fall apart. And I think right now, Uh, Just based on some of the lawsuits that are stacking up, you're starting to see it fall apart. So again, uh, new governor, you got to make some changes there. You got to get out ahead of that. And, uh, you know, there's uh, there's there's nothing good that's going to be coming, you know, down the tracks by having uh, the same people in charge. The agency cannot continue to go in the same direction that it is. Um, but I just wanted to keep you guys updated. Uh, I am uh, looking for other opportunities out there. I am uh, trying to move forward and I do want to take my leadership and my mentorship talents elsewhere and continue to do big things. So um, that's why, you know, we've talked a lot about the job market lately. Um, that's because I'm very in tune with it right now because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of those that I'm out there looking. I don't have that golden parachute. I don't have that trust fund. I don't have, you know, I've, I've got to, I've got to work for a living like many of you. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's tough out there right now. 
So yet again, I just want to re- reiterate that we're all in this together. Um, you know, as as much as it may sound like on the on the podcast here that I've got things figured out, that I've got. Uh, you know, life uh, in the palm of my hand. I really don't. I'm going through a lot of the same things that you are out there. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of unknowns ahead of me. Uh, But at the end of the day, I I believe that everything happens for a reason and most of us will land on our feet. And so you just keep pushing forward and uh, keep keep moving on. So with regard to my current situation, um, I don't want to get into um, too much in depth, uh, more so than I already have on this particular episode. Uh, Maybe later we'll get uh, very detailed with some of the experiences that I've had, but right now I'm trying to keep it somewhat general. Um, So, uh, one of the the things that we discussed uh, after a recent uh, rucking trip was, uh, you know, how, how does everybody in the law enforcement profession feel? And I would even add that the healthcare profession is probably dealing with some of the same stuff right now where there's just, you, you almost, if you speak up about issues, you really make yourself a target and you really set yourself up for failure um, and, and ostracization, if that's a word, uh, within your organization, because they, you know, we all know that our industries have problems and we talk about those problems frequently. And a lot of, a lot of young minds are even coming to the table now with some very good solutions. But every time you speak up, there's always that chance that you're going to face backlash. There's that stigma associated with being the whistleblower and uh, young young folks don't want to do that. They just want to keep their head down. They just want to, you know, they, they've got student loan debt. They've got, you know, families to, and mouths to feed. They've got things that they have to uh, stay employed for and nobody is willing to take the risk on if I speak up, um, you know, I may solve a problem. I may be the one that really overhauls things here and sets things on a, on a better pace, or I may be the one that becomes the next, uh, you know, person railroaded out or, you know, politically assassinated as I like to call it. Um, you know, and so those are things that we need to be mindful of. We need to be mindful of employees that are, so downtrodden, but they're not able to speak up about the uh, issues that they face every day and the the things that they know they could solve if only they felt comfortable speaking up about them, because that happens in almost every workplace, and and it's I think it's more so in law enforcement because you know we're we're. We're always told when we were brought up that you don't get to have an opinion in this job. You have to stay neutral. You have to stay fair and impartial and you have to be out there every day, um, not letting your personal feelings get in the way of what you do. And, and And I agree with that. That's very much true. But when it is when there is such an intimidating culture above you in your workplace that you cannot speak up when you see a problem, when something is weighing on you, when you when you know something is not right, but we're still going out there and doing it every day. If that's the type of environment you're working in, 
Um, you've got to find a way to get your message out there to be heard. And again, I, you know, I use the law enforcement uh, industry uh, because that's what I'm familiar with, but I talk to healthcare workers all the time. It's the same thing. They know that, uh, you know, things were a mess during the pandemic and there were some things that were royally mishandled. But, you know, because of uh, because of the fear of, you know, getting booted out the door or getting, you know, reassigned to a different unit that you, you didn't necessarily sign up for, uh, they kept their heads down. They kept doing what they're doing. And now they're carrying that mental baggage. They're carrying the baggage of, man, I saw these problems, but I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. Um, you know, and, and that can be a heavy burden to carry. And especially, you know, again, going back to law enforcement, you see a, an organization that is ill, that is not functioning the way the taxpayers would want it to function if they knew what was going on. You have somewhat of a moral obligation to raise the red flag on that and say, hey, there's some problems here and this needs to be uh, somebody needs to take a look at this and fix it. And, um, you know, the, the, the problem is there's just not a culture in any law enforcement agency or organization that I'm aware of, uh, where that's welcome. It's not, you know, we, they tend to bury their problems and hide their problems as opposed to going, yeah, Hey, we had a problem here, but because we're funded by the taxpayer and it's your dollars that pay for this every day, we, we decided to correct this problem. We decided to fix it and we decided to do the right thing because, we're not going to we're not going to waste any more of your money and any more of your time if we have somebody in a position that's not cutting it or somebody in a position that's not creating a healthy work environment for us to go out and serve you in you as the taxpayer so because um, there's such a stigma associated with speaking up you have you know essentially the the blue wall of silence or whatever you want to call it i've never been big on these blue line terms or blue this or blue that because I just I, I think it it separates us from the the general public because we at the at the end of the day when we go home we're people too I'm a taxpaying member of the public just like anybody else when I go home um, and so you know I've always kind of struggled with those terms but there there is some truth to that there is this blue wall of silence where we see issues, but nobody's nobody can speak up because if you do, then you become the one that spoke up and you become the problem instead of the solution. And, um, you know, you're, you're seeing it. Uh, there's, you know, someone locally here on Twitter that used to be a uh, law enforcement commander in a large agency. And, um, you know, when you see her post things about problems she's seen in, in the organization that she came from. Everybody goes, wow, she's crazy. She's got mental problems, this, that, the other. You know, I've heard all the excuses. Well, and I'm sitting back here and I'm wondering, is she? Because a lot of the things she's bringing attention to, you know, I've I've seen myself in my own organization. So can it be that we're both crazy? Can it be that, that, that uh, you know, that lightning is just, just happening to strike twice? I don't, you know, I don't believe in coincidence. If you're seeing it in one area, it's probably going on in another area. And so uh, just looking at how that individual is discredited so quickly, um, that makes me wonder if the public is really even ready to, uh, to, to hear about some of this stuff and to take it seriously and to, 
um, you know, demand that some some change happens. And again, it's not just law enforcement agency. It's really it's really all public agencies. There's so much waste and there's so much uh, stuff that goes on in in public sector arenas that uh, if the general taxpayer knew about it, they would be they would they would demand changes. They would be up in arms about uh, the wasting the waste of resources and the number of problems that public officials are aware of but are doing nothing to solve. And so I think that's where we have to really get involved in our communities. We have to really ask those tough questions. We have to demand that public public officials are being held accountable and we you know we have to um we we have to do our best not to ostracize those who bring these issues to the surface and who who aren't afraid to speak up and say hey there's a problem here and um you know the the i i guarantee you 90% of the people that will say hey i work for a government agency and here's a problem they also have a solution to that problem, but they can't get it off the ground because nobody wants to listen to them and nobody wants to admit that there's a problem. And, you know, it goes back to the old AA stuff where the, you know, the first step to solving a problem is admitting you have one. And if we're not willing to admit we have one, we're never going to solve it. And so that that's where, um, you know, a lot of change needs to happen as far as leadership of public agencies and and just leadership in the public sector in general we've got to have more open-minded people that aren't afraid to admit when there's a problem and how um in my in my opinion if you're the type of official that comes in and fixes problems that looks a lot better than somebody who knows there's problems but just allows them to go um, and so, you know, that's really what we should be focusing on. But, uh, again, in most areas, we're not, we're, we're sweeping things under the rug and we're just ignoring them until they move out of the media cycle. And, uh, you know, that's, that's not, uh, that's not productive. That's not healthy for anybody, especially not the people we're, we're paid to serve every day. So that took a long time to cover all that. Hopefully you got something out of that entire discussion. Uh, but that is, uh, we're up against time constraint for this week. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate your followership on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, YouTube. And uh, please spread the word, share the episodes, uh, hit us up on those emails, standardprotocolpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And hopefully we catch you on the next one. Stay safe out there. We'll